What's up? And welcome to Clarity for Parents of Athletes, bringing you stories from professional athletes about their parents and how they were raised. My name is Gabe Nocere from aclearmind.com. All right, and welcome to episode number 25. As always, I thank you for listening to all the episodes and hope you are enjoying them just as much as I'm enjoying interviewing these athletes and also doing the episodes where there's no athletes and it's just me talking. I have some exciting interviews coming up after the new year. This is going to be the last one of 2019, but I have the first parent interview that I'm going to do, and I don't want to spoil the surprise, so I'm going to keep you all in suspense over the holidays. I apologize, but I'm not really that sorry, actually, because I think it's going to be really cool for you guys to hear this interview, but the I will give you a little clue that, or at least an idea of who this person is, but it's it's the mother of a former NBA champion, and I will narrow it down even more for you that it is the mother of a former NBA champion who played on the Chicago Bulls back in the late, mid, and late 90s. So I'm interviewing that player's mom, and uh, we'll have that out after the new year. Uh, I also have another interview with uh, another coach, a fellow coach who works with a lot of athletes, and he is a world champion himself. And that interview will also be released after the new year. His name is Alistair McCaw. And I will continue to keep bringing you some other ones as well. So, of course... So, you know, hopefully you are liking the episodes and I'm going to ask you as always to please rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Let me think, what else are we on? iHeartRadio. I'm not sure if you can rate on there, but please do. But either way, the more you rate, the more people will want to listen to this podcast. And I think it's really, really beneficial for everybody to be able to listen to these stories. And it's so beneficial for the children. That's the bottom line who were or who I'm looking to help at the end. So not just, of course, rate, but also to review as well with some kind words. That'd be awesome. And if you do that, I'm going to extend my offer that I will give you one free session, no strings attached, and one free, very, very powerful coaching call with me. So just review the podcast and then just reach out to me through my website, clearmind.com, aclearmind.com, or you can email me, Gabe, G-A-B-E, at aclearmind.com. Let me know that you did that, and we will schedule some time together. One free, very, very powerful coaching call, and I know that would help around the holidays, and that's what this episode is all about. It is about, quote-unquote, surviving the holidays, because this can be a time where we can get emotionally wound up and very, very triggered, and there are multiple reasons for that. I think from my personal experience, it can be, even though we love having family around, sometimes we can start to see triggers around the holidays. And I think one reason for that is not just the fact that we have family around, 
but there's also stress involved in trying to make a lot of things happen in a short period of time. And usually for other people, especially our children, when we're always trying to give, 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 we don't spend as much time for ourselves. And so we can get burned out if we don't focus on ourselves just as much as we focus on other people, or at least make it, try and make it a little bit more balanced. So when we are in that kind of emotional state and state where we're trying to just give, 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 and there's this small period of time and we're spending money and a lot of things can be stressful, boom, you add family to it and it can send our emotions into even more of a spin. I remember last winter, my mom always comes to visit. She's a professor. So she came in, I think, mid or early December. And she came and I picked her up from the airport. And I was at a time in my life where I was having a lot of self-reflection and working through my transformative process as well and really focusing on programming that I'd received in my life. And of course, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I believe that we receive programming as a child from the people that are closest to us. We come out as a blank slate and then our our parents and our family, our siblings start to program us with their beliefs and how they speak and what they say and how they say it is what we start to believe. And I was working at shedding all of these programs that I'd received in my life in order to be at a more clear place and operate with a more clear mind and have thoughts that are coming from a place more of love instead of ego. And when I picked up my mom, I started to hear all the programming that I was receiving as a child and or that I did receive as a child. And I got really, really frustrated and upset And, uh, of course, I lashed out at her. Mom, I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry I did that. (laughs) I've already apologized, but I feel like I need to apologize again. But I started to get really, really emotionally wound up. And basically what I was trying to prevent was for my son to hear any of the programming that I received that I feel didn't benefit me. I didn't want my mom to essentially program my son with what she was saying and how she was saying it. So I I put my foot down essentially with her and I said, we do not speak this way in our family anymore. And I got really, really heated. I, I probably wasn't very kind. Again, mom, I'm sorry, but I feel like this is a good thing for people to hear about this. So what ended up happening is I ended up getting really, really sick. And if you listen to one of the episodes that I had, it's called, I don't know, I can't remember off the top of my head which episode number it is, but it's the one, it's titled, How to Prevent Your Child's Injuries. And if you listen to that one, in that I tie in, I I talk about that I tie in the work of a woman named Louise Hay into the work that I do as a transformative coach with athletes and with parents and non-athletes, anybody. But basically what Louise Hay did is she was able to tie in physical ailments and illnesses with different thought patterns that people are having. So it, I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. I list a bunch of them, especially ones that are relating to sports and athletes. 
But there was one on there. I don't know off the top of my head if I listed it, but this is what happened with me. I ended up getting really sick after this conversation with my mom. And of course, triggered by probably some kind of bug in the environment that I picked up, especially from my son who was in kindergarten. But I ended up getting bronchitis. And if I, when I went back and looked at what bronchitis is in Louise Hay's work, it is inflamed family environment, arguments and yelling. And I was blown away yet again by what I saw in the work of Louise Hay. Anytime it seems like I've worked with any of my clients and they have some kind of physical issue or physical illness, it always seems to tie into something that they've experienced during the time that they picked up that illness or that injury. And it was true for me. So it really made me look at myself and the frustration that I felt hearing the quote-unquote programming that I received from my mom, it led me into this place of anger and frustration. And what it, I was able to do was to look at myself and really approach it from a different way and to understand that my mom was coming from a place of innocence. She had her programming as well. And my grandmother, her mom, was a little harsh and <laughs> very, very opinionated. And so that passed on to her, which passed on to me, and which I am trying to reduce and not pass on to my son. And to hope that, you know, we all can come from a more place of love. But really, it all started with me and understanding that my mom had her programming as well. And we all do. All of our family members do. And the more we can look at them as innocent beings, we have a much, much easier time maneuvering through these holidays with a place of love and less stress. A lot of people don't want to be triggered by things and by people, but the nice thing about those triggers and any time that we have some kind of emotional reaction to somebody or to some situation is that it gives us a great chance for some major self-reflection. It's basically the emotional warning sign that, hey, there's some unresolved issue that maybe you should take a look at in order to benefit you for the future and for the present. And our family members often help us <laughs> to become triggered and to have that warning sign go off within our, our being. Now, I wanted to add another story that I had, and this was from a person that I worked with that and it was for a very short period of time, but I got a, a message from this gentleman and basically the message just said, help me. And I was, you know, I was really blown away. I said, oh my God, what's going on? So, you know, I told him, I was like, let's jump on a call here in a little bit. So we jumped on a call and he was going through a really, really, really difficult time going through a divorce going through issues with his parents and he was a little bit older, but he was back at home during this divorce. It was a very, very stressful time. And the conversation we had ranged from just anger to sadness to even rage. And we just kept circulating, circulating and circulating. It even got to the point where this person was basically asking for my permission to end his life. It was very, very intense, and this was all centered around, of course, a lot of frustration from the divorce, but a lot of anger directed 
at the, the parents for not giving him what he felt that he needed, which was essentially unconditional love. And I don't really know the history behind their their relationship throughout his childhood and what happened exactly, but I could tell, obviously, he felt like he was lacking support and unconditional love. And finally, after going in these circles of sadness and rage and anger and frustration and blame and judgment, we kept going in this circle, and finally, I had to say, I had to let him know, I said, look, your parents were doing the best job that they could do. And this person literally laughed at me. And then I said, well, hold on. I can hear that you think this is funny, but literally this is the best that they can do. Everybody is doing the best that they can do. Now I said, it's, I'm not saying it's the most functional but it was the best that they could do. I don't know their programming that they received from their parents. I don't know the programming your parents, parents, parents received, but it all comes down. It all gets passed down into this collectivistic unconscious and these patterns of behavior get passed on just the same as our genes do. And the biggest thing that can help is us to be aware of this. So going back to this person that I was helping, once he truly grasped what I said as reality, that his parents were truly doing the best that they were capable of doing in that moment of time in their lives, even though it wasn't the most beneficial, that was the best. He finally snapped into a different place and a place of, I don't know exactly his experience, but it felt over the phone, it felt like much more compassion and understanding and a neutrality. So he went from a place of literally asking me permission to end his life down to a place of neutrality and understanding that his parents were doing their best. And we all are. That's a beautiful thing. Once we can see that we're all innocent beings, we can release any emotions which hold us back from loving unconditionally and living freely without judgment. And when we can do that, that's when we operate from a clear mind. And when we operate from a clear mind, one of unconditional love for ourselves and our family, everything is beautiful. The holidays, even though we have to focus on other things and other people, more than we focus on ourselves, even those are much more enjoyable once we can see that everybody is an innocent human being. So take that with you. I hope that helps. hope that helps maneuver you through the holidays with much more grace and ease and flow. And remember, we're all innocent beings and everybody's always doing their best. Our parents, our family, our children, ourselves. All right, enjoy your holidays, and we'll catch you in 2020. Much love to you and many blessings.